Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. back it's a horns up talking texas podcast fisher disciples dj nikki snacks credder we're here for a quick instant reaction post game to kansas state we win by the tune of 33 to 30 in overtime despite leading the game 27 to 7 at the end of the third quarter not at the very end of the third quarter because kansas state scores to make it 27 14 but towards the end of the third quarter the texas longhorns are up by 20 27 to 7 malik murphy comes out guns blazing he is march in this one in like a lion out like a lamb completely sucked balls in the second half of this game couldn't hit the red side of a barn two of the worst picks i've ever seen in my life and he threw a bad one last week jonathan brooks are hopefully you know all conference um, all nation running back uh, fumbled the ball, which was which was very detrimental. Um, and the Kansas State Wildcats, who won the Big Twelve Championship last year, really capitalized on a lot of our turnovers. And Will Howard, who's a veteran quarterback in college football, didn't make many mistakes um, in the second half and really threw a really a really really good game. And if it wasn't for Kleiman throwing his nuts in the bump um, and trusting his defense and not trusting Malik Murphy like he had been doing in the second half and, and going for the field goal. This could be a very different outcome that we're discussing, but our defense gets to stop when they needed to has been the story the entire season. So here we sit, 8-1, 33-30. The number seven Texas Longhorns take down the number 23-ranked Kansas State Wildcats. 11 a.m. kickoff central. It was hot. It was a tough one, but we came out on top. What are your guys' thoughts? Maybe give me a star of the game if you had one and your biggest takeaway. Well, I needed a drink at the end of that game. That was that was too much. I, we haven't had... <laughs> you know, a anxious moment like that in a long time. And, you know, it's fun that we're playing meaningful games here in November. You know, we got three games left on the regular season schedule and they're all playoff games. So, you know, it's, it's always going to be like this as you get deeper into the season, but um, it's exciting that Texas has been able to, to put together wins like this and keep us interested in November. But mm. yeah, that was a little too close for comfort in my opinion, blowing the lead like that's not great. You know, there was questions whether Arch was going to come in. I, I think, you know, the commentator said it best that this is not the moment that you want Arch stepping onto the field for the very first time in his career. You know, like, just not ready for that. Um, you know, your defense is a top-notch defense, and unfortunately there's a blemish on this record because – or in the points column at least because the field position, you know, the block mm -hmm. punt, the fumble, uh, the interception, like, they got easy touchdowns because they were already in good in good territory. So – I wouldn't take the defense's, you know, point column um, into account here. They stopped when we needed it most. You know, they got a crucial stop on third and one, you know, when they were about to kick a field goal, which they ended up missing. Uh, they got a crucial stop in overtime, you know, on, on fourth down, a goal line stop. So um, for us, you know, I'm, I'm really excited that the defense came to play. Next week is going to be a really big question, you know, what we want to do. If, if Arch or if Quinn's healthy, obviously you got to roll with him, but – you know, you really got to look in the mirror and see if you want to roll out Arch next week or if you want to go with Malik. I mean, thing is, like Malik started off hot. He looked really good with his deep ball at the beginning of the game and 
looked like he had a great connection with Adonai Mitchell, but something happened, you know, mid game and just his confidence got all out of whack. Toss, you were saying the body language of the team just didn't look great. Terrible all across the board. And look, he Malik is a freshman, right? I know he, he's been with this team for two years now, but he's a freshman and mm. I don't necessarily expect him to be a leader already on the football field, but I take real issue with, um, in the fourth quarter, we're driving, we throw, you know, a deep out route to Xavier worthy. It's an incompletion. It's five yards short of him. He's made incompletions the entire game. He's been erratic and had errant passes the entire game. Xavier worthy walks off to the sideline and his body language his I noticed th- that. it was basically like a physical eye roll is what I'm going to call it. He needs to be a leader on this football team. He's one of the best wide receivers in the country. If I were an NFL scout, I would be, I would have clocked that. And I would have said, well, I am damn well more into Adonai Mitchell who balled out in this game, who was available to his quarterback, made clutch catches. than the guy that walked off on an important second down, and maybe it was, you know, a communication from the sideline that he was getting that he wasn't in that particular personnel package. But even still, like, I want to see that guy on the sideline coaching up his quarterback that is now being put in this position. Like, get into that guy in the second quarter and the third quarter in a way that's positive, that gives him the motivation to get out there to be better. If Malik is by himself and he's our quarterback and he's isolated and he's in his own head. And, you know, there was a bad snap and what I'm talking about, the body language with him, he handed off to Jonathan Brooks, Jonathan Brooks got eight yards on the play, but he was basically like slapping his thighs because he was frustrated with the play before the the refs had even blown the whistle before Jonathan Brooks had even been wrapped up. And it just was really bad body language. And we, we did our best effort to lose this game. And Nick, you texted us like, this is probably the luckiest we've been in the last 10 years. Normally the luck falls. Yeah against the horns not yeah, in favor reverse the horns. nick rose and this time <laughs> it it finally fell for us and you know we're not going to get this lucky twice so i think this has to be a huge learning curve game for us and it, it's you know just a testament to what complimentary football means our defense is going to give up passing yards when they've been out on the football field and they're out on the football field in tough dis- in, in tough positions and the jonathan brooks fumble like that's his first fumble of the year like that was bound to happen at some point. And you know, like I, I don't, I, yeah, I was about to say, I just don't critique him as much as I do Malik for those decisions that just can't be made. And you I throw it out give- of bounds on the screen or on the, on the, the pass out to the left. And, and you don't force that ball downfield. into double coverage, the deep ball to, to John Tate cook. And I want to give Brooks credit on that fumble. Like it wasn't a careless fumble. In my opinion, he was fighting to get a first down fighting for extra yards. You know, it was after yep. contact and you know, that it just got popped out. I mean, obviously no fumble is, is good, but at the end of the day, like it's not like a, a, a botch, right? A loaf. Like he was literally second effort trying to get the first down. So I'll give him the credit yep. there. But yeah, I mean, I, when I'm when I say like this is the most luck we've had in te- in ten years, like obviously there was bad things that happened throughout the game to us, bad penalties, you know, turnovers. They obviously, they come back, you know, they score three touchdowns and four plays. Um, the luck that I'm referring to is missing the extra point, right? The the botched snap, um, the chip shot that they missed for three points, and that's four points they left on the board right there. Yeah. Um, that, that could have gone their way. Um, and then of course 
climb or, or uh, climbing going for it on fourth down and ultimately not getting it in OT. So I don't, mind. I, I don't, I don't mind that call though. Honestly, I, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a bad call. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really, I thought I agree with the commentators. I think Joe Clatt was saying that it was stupid. I agree with him. I think they, I mean, their offense had balled the last two and a half quarters. I, I don't okay. necessarily. And their defense had balled too. And they, and Malik couldn't do anything. I like, see both sides. I see both sides because at one side, what's the current trend is that K-State's been dominating, you know, in the second half. Our offense hasn't been able to do much. Malik has not been efficient. The run game had, has started to, to basically diminish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, like, you're still going, like, on paper and just throughout the season, like, ultimately, you're on the road against the better team. You know what I mean? Like, Texas is the better team, and you're on the road, and this might be the only shot you have to knock them off. And your kicker already missed a chip mm-hmm. shot. You might not yeah. get another opportunity to be first and goal, fourth and goal. Like, like this might be your best shot, closest you'll get to the end zone in overtime. So I, I see both sides. And mm-hmm. he's right. And the kicker as well. I mean, the kicker did nail a big one to end, to end regulation. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, if he misses one, you can miss another. Yeah, I get it. I, I at the And look, the, the whole crazy thing to me in this one from a Malik standpoint, he started off the game on that first drive – he airmailed Xavier Worthy and overshot him and then came back in that next drive and hit AD Mitchell. And then later he hit AD Mitchell again. And it looked like he really found his footing. And he started off like 10 of 14, 11 of 14. He was firing on all cylinders. The zip was great. And then out of nowhere, he just completely crumbled. Balls were behind. Balls were late. Balls were overthrown. Uh, two terrible picks again. Like I said at the top, like the picks are just inexcusable. You can make the excuse in the first one that Jonte Cook was falling down, but he had he had been down and he was well far from the ball before Malik released that thing. So there's really no miscommunication. I'm giving him credit for Second that one. one. Was awful. Second one was terrible. And and that the errant look, yes, you're a young quarterback, but this is and a lot of times you could give leeway for errant throws, but this isn't the program and this isn't the time of year where you know that's excusable. You know, every game counts, every moment counts. And, you know, like I said at the top, this is a veteran team for Kansas State. They're going to capitalize on your mistakes. Like, we took away – we did – look, we asked the defense to take away the run. They took away the run. But the pass game came to play when we gave them the opportunities to come and play, and Will Howard came and delivered. You know, and and that's the difference between a veteran quarterback in college football and a rookie quarterback in college football, which we have. Well, there's also – you know, he he's not Jalen Milrow, Malik Murphy. He cannot, if you're going to be a pocket passer, you cannot miss the easy throws. You cannot miss throws within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. The deep ball, he, he's he got good touch on it. I think he's got a good feel for it. So does Jalen Milrow. But Jalen Milrow can also break contain and run for 5, 10, 20 yards on any given play. Malik Murphy has not shown that he has any sort of mobility back there. Doesn't want to break the pocket. Doesn't Zero want to take attempts. the ball upfield, which... Nick, you you had texted us, and you were like, I wish we were getting more into a little bit of an RPO here, a little run pass option. Our QB can't run, right? Like, he just mark. can't. He doesn't want to do it, and he, and he can't do it. Sorry, oh, wait, when I, when I mean RPO, I, I don't mean, like, having him have the option to run. RPO meaning, like, the play design is the running back either runs the ball or you throw it. Like, like the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs RPO style, where you're but, reading – uh, yeah, I get you, but Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes is run. still a threat to run. Dylan like, Gabriel Murphy's can run, no right? Like, run. no, I know, but those plays aren't designed for the quarterback to run. That's what I'm just trying to say. Like, it, it's yeah, literally yeah. a run pass option where it's like you're either handing it off or you're passing it. And because that was work that I saw a couple play actions that worked 
when it like Adonai Mitchell was on a slant and we did some play action because and we rushed the ball for 230 yards this game. Like we right. our ground game was sick. This is one of our best ground games that we've we've had all season long. And then the fourth quarter, when they're just trying to stop the run and you know, we're still trying to drive downfield, like you're gonna get one-on-ones with your wide receivers and you're gonna have so much open field because the linebackers are all are all blitzing and, and crushing, trying to collapse the on, on the ball. So yeah. that, that's just my only take there. But I mean He's also a young quarterback at the same time. Like you can't just throw a guy into a, a completely new system and and like you know a new style of play this this young. So um, yeah. I think next week maybe you know that, that's something that we can work on. I, look, TCU, Josh, you were saying before the game this could be a trap game. You know they're sitting here at four and five on the season, but we're still going to TCU. And as you mentioned, this is every team Super Bowl. You know towards the end of the season, this is just like. <laughs> This is it the big targets on the back and we've got three games left in the regular season and it, like everyone wants to spoil our season you know that yeah, like, you're going to iowa state the week after and these last two teams have nothing to play for besides spoiling texas's season yeah i mean look yeah. matt campbell matt campbell gives his best of the texas longhorns every <clears throat> single damn time we're tc's biggest rival arguably like they're going to come in and they're going to and, and they're going to try you know throw the kitchen sink at us i do want to give some shout outs to a, a lot of the guys in the defense i thought you know had really nice games. Uh, sweat, Baron Sorrell, Sweat, yeah. I mean, Sweat's our best. Sweat's probably like realistically, he's probably our best player on the entire team at this point. Um, he was fantastic. Couple pass deflections, which were massive in this one. Um, Taff, shout out to him. Another pick. Uh, it was a really cool pick. I thought Jalen Ford did a nice job. He did. Um, I thought he big, did a nice big job in the second half. Big in the second half. Burke was huge, had two big sacks, one forced fumble, and he was coming off an injury too. Yeah, Burke and Sorrell were really, really strong. Um, I, You know who I thought was having a good game? And then he had that bonehead penalty, Watts. Ryan Watts. Yeah, he was having a really good that game. That one was there, kind really. of ticky-tacky in my opinion. I feel like he was already kind of trying to keep him. I just feel like down. you can't – your your foot's out of bounds. You can't lower the you shoulder do there. that, dude. Don't give I the ref an opportunity. If that holding They're going to call it. That holding call stands, right? Yeah, we don't have that. It's not offsetting penalties. Then they're third and long. They probably don't convert. It's a completely different game. Like that was a game changing penalty. Um, And you just can't you can't put the ref in that position because they're going to throw it against us, especially big 12 refs who we know (laughs) don't want us to (laughs) seemingly don't want us to win the game. They'll do anything they can. There was a pretty bad holding call on DJ Campbell when uh, uh, Jonathan Brooks broke out like a big eight air run. And they said it was a holding call. And like, it was just like a quick little, like the, he like twisted the guy and the guy like fell to the ground and it looked like he threw the guy to the ground, but it was so quick. Like that doesn't get called in a normal game, in my opinion. Um, In my, my opinion, like towards the end of the game, the play call got kind of like weird, you know, the head scratching mentality where like when we're just trying to run out the clock and I said, you know, we just need a first down. They have all three of their timeouts run, 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 but you're third and three. And the guy that got you the seven yards is Jonathan Brooks, but you decided to take the ball out of his hands. And I I know CJ Baxter had an amazing game, but why are you pitching it to the outside? Not I mean, play call. You guys were even saying like you need it, you need you're trying to get three yards, and instead of going three yards upfield, you go six yards. Yeah, you know, like our, our receivers are Adonai Mitchell is a good blocking receiver. So is Jordan Whittington. So is so is JT, right? But our line is one of our core strong points of our team. Like you were talking about um, 
Let's get a like, big body Banks, out there. Banks might be our best player, like, yeah. to be honest. Run he might be your best alignment. I mean, they had zero sacks. Johnson Brooks, <laughs> who, who's a big body, like, fight for extra yards. And if you don't get it with him, then you don't get it with him. Yeah. yeah. They had 100%. They had, they had zero sacks. And we have, and it's not like our quarterback's, like, our quarterback's a pocket passer. He's not going anywhere. Right. So he's literally just sitting there for, he's a sitting duck for you. And they had zero yeah. sacks. I'm, I'm completely with you. Like, take Brooks. Who you want? We want to just keep throwing around. Who's our best player? Who's our best player? On offense, he's definitely been our best player all season. And you run him up the gut. You send it north south. Like you don't go, don't go east west in this thing. Don't go behind the line of scrimmage to a pitch on our freshman running back. It, it's just like it's the it's Sark's Achilles heel is consistently trying to get too cute with it and trying to outthink and, and, and play chess. And sometimes you just got to go and play checkers. And keep it casual. And yeah, keep it he's got a little bit of Brandon Staley in him. A little too much. I, I I do want to give one more shout out to Derek Williams, young safety. I I think he plays he plays a really good brand of football. I'm really excited about him. Um, but by and large, like, look, if you're, it's it was really ugly to let them back in the game. But once they got back in the game, a typical Texas team five years ago, they would we would have lost this game. Crumbled. Crumbled would have lost the game. We would have broken the defense. Like right when the defense was about to break, like the levy was about to break. It's it's four. It's it's you know with four down territory in your guys' mind. They're on the goal. Like it's an overtime. All they need to do is score. They threw seven different kinds of smoke at us, and we stopped them every which way they ran. You know yeah. there was so many like there was like they didn't carry old plays with them. They didn't carry that, you know, big chunk play to the in, in the past to start overtime for the Wildcats with them. They didn't carry the missed sacks they had had, honestly, uh, up until that point. And they had a few. Will Howard had slipped a couple sacks. They didn't carry that with them play to play. Um, it was a very the, – the mentality on the defense, if we're talking about body language of the offense, I thought the mentality of the defense and the defensive line – It's a 180. Yeah. It's a 180. It's completely I mean, different. You mentioned Baron Sorrell just almost in passing. Like, he made a game-saving tackle. Oh my God. Yeah. To get them to third and short when they were in the red zone. And then we stuff them on third and short, right? Bad play call by them. I'm sure yeah. Kansas state fans were like, what are we doing? Why are we giving we're third and short? And now our quarterback is catching the ball in the gun, six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now he has to get past sweat and the rest of these Texas Longhorns de defensive linemen. We stop them. They miss that field goal, right? That completely changes the game. And even, even when they're driving at the end of the game to make them hit a 45 yarder, like our defense doing enough there. Um, we saw them completely break right against the Oklahoma Sooners who scored a touchdown at the end of the game in a similar situation. So I, yeah, a lot of, a lot in praise to the defense PK, keeping those guys engaged. They were on the field a lot, but they, they remained steadfast and, and Sorrell that, that play was a huge, huge part of the reason why we were able to win. I, I mentioned almost like, not, it wasn't a joke because obviously that's an important phase of the football special teams, but Sanborn had a pump blocked. He also had a couple of punts that weren't great. Yeah. Um, probably yeah, is worth showing time. that that doesn't help. But Bert on the other side was perfect Four. in this game yeah. and, and we really needed him to be clutch clutch field goals. You know I mean? Making a, a, a overtime field goal. I mean, that's probably got by one of the most nerve wracking things to do in college football. <laughs> Cause if you miss it, you pretty much lose yourself the game. Um, so yeah, shout out to Bert. Uh, I'm curious to see how the committee feels about this game, because as we've seen before, they I, look, we know that we just got to win games. Well, that, how do you feel about it? It's plain and simple. Well, well, listen, hear me out because yeah. 
obviously we see what they have to say about strength of schedule, what they have to say about close games and all that stuff. I mean, they, they literally analyze every little thing. So I'm not sure they can go either way, right? Where they can say Kansas state probably should have won this game. You know, they, they had four that one really bad missed field goal. They had to miss extra point, you know, the, the, the overtime, you know, they went from fourth down, like they, they easily could have won this game. You know, we, we threw ourselves out of it. We blew a lead. But on the flip, they could also say, well, Texas didn't have Quinn Ewers. You know, it, there was just a lot of ticky-tacky things that happened in this game and quite quite the reverse as well. You know, we had some bad turnovers. This is not a good showing of Texas. So I'm curious to see what the committee says. Maybe they just chalk it up as a wash. Okay, so I let me ask before you go to you, I just want to ask yep. you, like, what – Try to be as unbiased as possible. How do you see it? Because I gives me in the two scenarios you laid out. I, I when you posed the question, I immediately knew where I lied. Okay, based off what I've seen, my gut reaction is that we just beat a ranked team. We just beat a ranked team with a backup quarterback. I'm with you. That's my reaction too. Because look, when they are the college, what is the college football committee's job? Yes, they have to take into account strength of schedule. They have to take into account records. But their ultimate job is to put the best four teams in the nation in the college football play. That is their ultimate job. So when you look at this Texas team, you could be like, yeah, they're at home and they almost coughed up. They coughed up a lead and they almost blew it. But on the other hand, this is a ranked team, a team that we ranked. It's, and it's not like we're deep in the season. Like there are a lot of two loss teams that are solid. They right. could have put they could have put Rutgers in there, who had a pretty decent showing up until the end against Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, they could have put and, a, a. And you're right, you, you said it perfectly that they ranked that they they chose to put believe, in there that they believe is a top 25 team in the nation. Yeah, it's not like it's they're going off somebody's. The, the rankings are out. K State in their mind is a top 23, top 25 team in the nation, the number 23. So Texas with a backup quarterback beat them. So what does that show you? And he he displayed that he's a backup quarterback. It shows you that Texas has a they're pretty well coached, good defense, and then at full health, it's probably a very different game. And I think I think the committee did that with why they ranked this ahead of OU. I think that you could point to it right there. OU beat us on a neutral site. It's not like we went to Norman and we lost. They beat us on a neutral site. But what was the difference? We had injuries. We had our center that was out. We had Ryan Watts that was out. We had guys, you know, that, I mean, that, that I, got... you really, th I think the difference was that we beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. I think that's sure. The, I mean, they, yeah, that obviously the bigger difference than us having injuries in, against Oklahoma. But they beat us, though. They beat us. Like, that's just the bottom mm -hmm. line to me. And I think that they value, I think they value teams at full tilt a lot, too. They look at this team and they go, "What is this team at full tilt?" And, and, and like, if you if like if our if, if we had lost Watts, we had lost Majors for the entire year. I think we're looked at a bit differently. But they go, "Okay, these guys are coming back," which they have. Like at full tilt, this Texas team is probably a top four team in the nation, and it's not just because of Quinn or Brooks or Xavier Worthy or Ad Mitchell or Sanders, the guys that we love to talk about, the guys that people like love to gush over the offense. It's because of our defense. We legitimately like like we we've been shouting out Ethan Burke for how many weeks in a row? Like every week, he has an amazing game. Like he's unbelievable. Like he's argued he could he he could be our best defensive player next year. And we have Anthony Hill, right? So Ryan Watts is big comeback strong. Tavondre Sweat, like you know, we gush over. I, I think the committee realizes that, and I think they're really going to put emphasis on us 
not at full health, still getting wins and having the back of their mind what we can be at full health. We're the third, we're the third one loss team. We're the third one loss team. So that it, it, it's something. And uh, no, sorry, we're the second, we're the second, we're the second one, we're the second one loss team. Yeah. So I, in my mind, Washington's going to lose today. So <laughs> we're the second one loss team. Uh, I, Are they? I don't, they could, I hope so. I hope Washington loses. I hope Florida, like Florida state's tied right now. Oklahoma's losing to OK state, which is a tough game. I hope all these teams around us crumble. That yeah, it mean, only helps us. I, I know that as we said last, last show that like Florida state has a cakewalk on their schedule, but they also have a big target on their back. Every single team that they're playing thus forward, it's their super bowl. And it's not like they're easy come by wins. I mean, you're playing against Miami. Who's like one of your biggest rivals and then Florida. Your other biggest rival. You have two rivalry games in the last four weeks of the season. So, and Pitt's like, you know, they're not great this season, but they've had some talented teams in the past. No one plays spoiler like the Pitt Panthers. Let me tell you. Yeah, just really quickly, like, I, Kansas State, the committee had to rank the team somewhere, right? Like, they had to put together a ranking. That's their job. And they did yeah. that. And Kansas State was ranked, right? They were the 23rd right. team based off of the committee's ranking after watching Kansas state play in that game. I do not believe that they are a top 25 team despite uh, Will Pollard's incredible play. And I thought he did one thing that was really, really good. Is it Pollard or Howard? Did I just Howard, 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 yeah. sorry. Uh, You're already, already on to Sunday. <laughs> Tony Will Howard's excellent play. And I thought he did one thing against the Texas Longhorns that other QBs have had a lot of success with, which was he broke contain of the pocket. He broke out, he extended plays, and then that gave time for his wide receivers to get open, right? And our DBs can't cover for forever. No DBs can. Um, but, I mean, if if we tackle better at the end of the third quarter and that isn't like a reminiscent touchdown of the the Texas-Texas Tech game from the 2000s, like Crabtree's touchdown, like they might we might stop them in the red zone and they and hold them to a field goal, it's a totally different game. If, if Malik Murphy doesn't make like this game, we sh- we could have beat them thirty-five to seven. Like actually, and I think that's probably what sh- that's what should have happened. Um, and especially, I-, I think if we had Quinn Ewers, I think that's more so of what the score would have been. So, I feel a little bit worse about both of these teams, to be honest with you. If I'm the committee objectively looking at them, I don't now, feel that terrible about Kansas State. Honestly, I feel like you're being a little harsh. And then they came all the way back and they put themselves hey, back I'm, in this game in a different way than they I'm typically do. Given my do. ranking right now, though, this is what I know. This, I'm just saying. I'm, my, I my question is, back. if everything stays the way it is, like yeah. the one through one through seven teams all take care of business this week and they all win games, and let's say Alabama beats LSU, they jump. Alabama, us. They're jumping us, right? Hundred percent. But we beat them. Yeah, but Oklahoma beat us. It's not just about it's. Because I think we can honestly assess, and I feel like this is the way that the committee did it, they can honestly assess our team in, in Oklahoma and say that they believe Texas is a better team, even though Oklahoma won on a neutral site. Like, And and I think that if we ran the Texas OU game, the Red River rivalry, 10 times, like we might win six times and they might win four. Like that <laughs> we just might, might win nine. <laughs> we probably wouldn't game. beat them nine out of nine out of 10 times. Um, yeah, but I think I'm we would win them more than five. Yeah. And I think they're, they're taking all of this into account. Look, Ole Miss, like, I don't think Ole Miss can jump us unless they beat Georgia in two weeks. And they played a close game against AM. They played a close game against AM. There's no way Penn State is jumping us 
Oklahoma, like you said, Josh, is losing in the Bedlam game right now. I expect that the final result of that game will be crazy, will be a tight game down to the wire. But I do believe that if LSU has a convinced, or if, if Alabama has a convincing win over LSU, that they'll likely jump us. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they're going to have a convincing win. I think this is the time to put your money on uh, on Mr. Daniels to win the Heisman before it gets too late. Would be would be my two cents to the world. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of football left to be played. And look, I, I get maybe they're not a top twenty five team going forward. They won't be Kansas State. But like, I don't know who else you'd be like, going to put in North Carolina. They've had a couple of like weird losses. Like, you know, they lost to Virginia Tech, who's won like one game. So like to me, like it's it's I mean it, twenty I, to four anyways. They're all kind of the same team, right? Like yeah, it's like who are the yeah, and then you go Oklahoma State. You could probably put in and probably will get in if they take care of business versus Oklahoma. Um, yep. so again, you were one and zero on the week. We're eight and one on the season, which is it really is amazing. I know, like we, I know our hopes are so high and our and our aspirations are so large, but the turnaround from last year. The turnaround from years prior, um, turnaround from Sark's first year, like everything is really moving in a nice direction. The fact that we're talking and highlighting defensive linemen, the, ta- the fact that we're highlighting offensive linemen, good. talking, it's insanity. That's it's, SEC stuff. It's as exactly. It's like we have got. If you were, if we're sitting here debating that our best players on the team are defensive and offensive linemen, it's a completely different football program than one that we. Yeah, played. I mean, you look at like. Alabama and LSU and Georgia, and you look at who the who are the top guys taking in their drafts. Right. Jalen yeah. Carter, Will Anderson, you know, like big offense alignment all the time. Like Andrew that, Thomas, like Andrew, exactly. Right. Like yeah. it, that's what you want to build when you're building a program and you want to put guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I um, uh, definitely want to wishing Quinn a, a speedy recovery. If Malik is playing next week, the one other thing I just want to mention, like. <laughs> I felt like he was telegraphing a lot, like one read, first read. And there was that um, swatted pass at the line of scrimmage that they almost, if it had gone closer to one of their defenders, probably would have been another interception. So I think it's just just another thing of his to address. There was one thing that I loved. Obviously, the deep ball looked good early on today, but there was one play in particular in the fourth quarter when we it was fourth and four, and we completed it to JT. Yeah, I couldn't believe he made that throw. Clutch. it was a great throw, but what he did was he literally he he deked the uh, defender by pointing to Brooks like go that way. And he pointed that way and threw like really quickly. Like it was just a quick split little like pump in his mind, and, <laughs> and it honestly he, works. It worked. A it little works. Bit. Go go watch last week's tape of Will Levis throwing four touchdown passes. I think on three of them before he went deep, he did a slight shoulder to look at the check down to get the DB to to right, right and he hit Smart. DeAndre Hopkins over the top like. It's little things like that, it's, but it's football IQ. Yeah, he's a good player at Levis kid. And I watched uh, shout out Max Loeb, fellow Believe host. He did a really cool breakdown about him. But I, the thing on Malik before we rock, it's so it's just like a tale of two tapes every time. It's so black and white. He's it's either awesome and epic, Definitely or it's a like Gemini, comple- for sure. It's a, a completely yeah. like boneheaded like dude. What are you thinking? Decision like how like how is that the move? But I will say, like he does, like we, like we said on Thursday, like he makes quick decisions. Whether they're good decisions or bad decisions, at least he doesn't hold on. Like, like yes, the offensive line was fantastic with zero sacks, but it's also a testament to Malik Murphy. Like zero sacks is a testament to the quarterback too. Like you're not holding on to the ball too long; you're getting that thing out. Yeah. So we just gotta hopefully turn. Some of those we want the the reaction afterwards to be the celebration, arms up know. in the air, not the 
why did I make that throw? Why did I, I why am I scratching my head right now? Malik Murphy's actually an Aquarius, so oh, just man. like me. There just you go. Like you. That's why my camera went kaput and booted me because I got his his sign wrong. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. We'll see you with Quan. Shout out to Quan. I don't know if you guys saw him. Do you guys see him on the sideline at all? Yeah, no. he looked good. As he looked always. good. He looked good. In Not his as jeans. good as he looked when he was on that horse, but. No, <laughs> not as good as the horse pick, but solid. Uh, Fisher to Sophilus, you can't see him, but you saw him. DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crowder, get your horns up. We'll see you guys next time. Great win. Hook him. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.